Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to cinematographer Sean Kim about his work on the final season of Ozark. During our discussion, we chatted about carrying the baton through Ozark's final season, mixing the worlds of Ozark and Mexico, how this show taught him patience, and much more. First off, I just wanted to congratulate you on um, an incredible end to um, such an incredible series. I mean, oh, thank you, man. How does it feel to be, um, I mean, done with this project and to sort of see it out in the world? I mean, it's it's pretty amazing for me, and it, and I, you know, I'm kind of, you know, feeling like a rookie in it because it's just, you know, it's it's fresh in my mind. Because I, you know, I I've only came in on the on the fourth season. Uh, Bateman asked me to come in to kind of bring it up, bring it home, and which was this incredible honor because I was a I was a massive fan of the show. <laughs> I was a massive yeah. fan of the show, the writing, you know, uh, Jason, Laura, Julia, unbelievable acting. <laughs> it was it was literally one of my favorite shows of all time. And <laughs> when the call came, it was I got I gotta be honest with you, it was a little tough for me to say yes. I mean, initially I was getting really excited, but it's a monster of a, of a final season, you know, 14 episodes spread over, you know, a 13, 14 month schedule in Georgia, you know, away from everyone. So it was, it was, it, it was a lot of hemming and hawing on my part, but <laughs> I mean, how can you, I, I had to do it. It's, it's just, you know, and then, you know, for, for, for it to be out here and have, and I knew the impact it had with people, but I did not know the scale and scope of, exactly how far reaching this thing was culturally you know and you know that by by no means had, had it wasn't light on my shoulders you know and so it was a lot of pressure kind of making sure you know not only are you continuing something you know carrying the baton or the torch if you will but adding to it and bringing it home and 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 giving it you know the send off something like this deserves i mean a a show like this doesn't come around very often, you know, by, by any means. Oh, no, absolutely. And I am, I'm very curious how you, one, carried the torch, and two, how you brought it home. Because like you said, this you, you had just sort of joined this project in the fourth season. So how do you, how do you follow into that sort of, um, that final sort of, the, I guess the final leg of, of the, of the race and also um just take it to sort of the the explosive level that it that it came to sort of at the end well you know it's i think it's you know it's all it all starts with with jason obviously and this is his baby creatively visually and you know of, of course there's chris mundy and the writers and everyone involved obviously have such a huge but he's kind of like the, the driving force of like the visual component of the show uh, for sure and and when him and I first started talking about this, it wasn't just, well, you know, we think you're good enough to come in and, and, and copy what we've been doing. Because, <laughs> you know, he, that that doesn't, you know, predicate any sort of advance or of, an, of the visual narrative either. So, you know, there was a careful consideration of, of what they had done from, from season one to two to three. And they're kind of distinct steps and stages that they went on. And the trick of it in this fourth season was because, you know, it, it basically takes takes up right after season three you know helen brain's being blown out it's like the moment right afterwards you have to have that kind of consistency in the very beginning and it has to be very seamless 
Now we had spoken a lot about, you know, giving it a bit of a very subtle, nearly imperceptible, you know, um, uh, visual arc, you know, mini arcs between season of uh, part one and part two. And then with part one and part two as a whole, there, there was a, a plan to kind of slowly start developing and introducing some different things here and there. But for the most part, the success of that was predicated on, you know, really, really laying the groundwork first of, of, of kind of con the continuation of it, so which is always a challenge. So, you know, we had explored a different look and different things and all this kind of thing, but we, you know, essentially, we, we carried over a lot of the technical similarities, you know, in terms of the equipment uh, and a lot of the same crew, obviously. But the, one of the first things I did was sit down with um, uh, the colorist, Tim Stippen from, from Company 3, who, you know, had colored this show from, from the very beginning. So he had really intimate knowledge of, of, of you know, the, the various LUTs and CDLs and whatnot, the various looks of the show. Uh, and we took that, we took, we, we kind of went through all the footage and when we, we, we kind of used that as a base plate and then started kind of tweaking it bit by bit and we, we called our look blue crush <laughs> and so because it was it was a little bit of a icier you know cooler blues in the in the shadows uh and, and then it was kind of crushed down a bit more trying to kind of you know i had kind of pitched jason on on this idea of uh bringing bringing a little bit of a modern you know crisp modern noir to it a little bit of that you know and kind of dense shadows and inky black you know uh, areas of the neg of the of the of the image, and so you know the, we the first we, we kind of built upon kind of building that look and how it could potentially progress. And it, originally, I had set a number of different looks kind of to to progress as the season went. And then I and then we thought about it long and hard. And and I you know a lot of shows will use different LUTs throughout different parts of the season, and I used the the one LUT for almost every scenario. And obviously, the Mexico scene sequences has has its own LUT. Um, but tiny, tiny little subtle tweaks to the original LUT from season three, which was, or the CDL actually, um, which was, you know, there's, there's obviously that, that, that's kind of like desaturated cyan, that moody, breathy cyan look to Ozark and that kind of sweaty, dense, you know, auburn rust of Mexico that contrasts. And what we did was as, you know, reading through these scripts and I, I saw that the collision was starting to happen and, and getting interwoven, especially when, when Marty's, you know, part of the head of the cartel at some point. So there's a lot more interweaving of that. So I thought, why don't we introduce some of the Mexico brown rust, you know, into areas of the, the image in, o, in the Ozark world where there's a little bit of color contrast where it's not just all a lot, predominantly cyan. Sometimes we would put a little bit of warmth in the shadows and then a little bit of warmth in skin tones, just a touch, mm -hmm. just a tiny little bit. And then in Mexico, we put cyan into the, sh into the shadows and, and kind of some, 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 some slight cyan tinges into the highlights as well. That is barely, barely noticeable, but it kind of offsets it. But for me, you know, psychologically it was important to, that there was that kind of visual representation of the, 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 you know, kind of, intersection between Ozark and, and Mexico that that kind of drives you know a lot of this narrative. Oh absolutely and I now I have to go back and rewatch that to see where I can there's I, I've said this in a couple other interviews and, I, and a lot of people are gonna kill me for saying it I <laughs> but I also introduced 
the, the complete opposite of, of the color cyan, which is magenta, in tiny, tiny little parts, imperceptible, little things in the background. When Ruth goes and visits her, her, um, her, her mother's sister, you know, they're sitting by this like grow lamp that's got magenta in it. And you're like, what? And then, and then it was kind of, I kind of assigned it a little bit more to Ruth where when she's kind of thinking she's going to get out of this and she's going to, you know, take over the casino and she goes down to, to Florida to get um, Rachel, you know, she, when she's sitting by in the, in the, in the airplane, there's tinges of magenta there, which is kind of like, it's, you know, it's kind of maybe a little bit on the nose, but you know, there's that magenta kind of signified the opposite of what Ozark was for her, you know, that, that, that escape, that, that, that promise of escape that maybe she'll make it out of this, you know? So, you know, the little, 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 little piece, little, you know, tiny visual Easter eggs there, you know, that kind of try to drop in (laughs) again, very subtle because it was, if you, if you just change it, it's, you don't want the audience to be noticing that, you know, it's, it should be a psychological thing, especially on a show of this magnitude and, and, and depth, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, but so why magenta? That's very well, interesting. Yeah, well, it, it's, for me, there's a lot to do with color contrast, but, but on the color wheel, it's, it's the exact opposite of cyan, you know? So, so it's, it's the, again, it was just, just a, a decision to, to, to add little tinges of magenta, which, which is not really in the show at all, hardly, you know, there's, and we, and overall, you know, we, the show had been, a bit more of a desaturated um after the first season it, it started getting a bit more desaturated which i love you know and and it kind of get, had that real cinematic more and more cinematic elements to it as as the, as the seasons would go on but you know i had introduced a tiny bit more um uh color saturation in parts you know they would be amped up like in the casino um and, and things like that, and in the in the war room, in the where, where we have a lot of color in the stained glass that before was a little bit more muted and a little bit more in the background. It's just this this kind of in the background, there's a little bit more color because there's, you know that, you know that could signify any number of things. But for me, it was this kind of almost misdirect, like you know there's 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 things happening behind the scenes that 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 are kind of you know in, coming in on the characters. Mm-hmm. So I used little little you know hints of color to kind of help with that yeah no it's 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 so interesting i mean that blue is or that cyan so iconic now yeah 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 um, that, that's why it was it was near suicidal to mess with it <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so i'm you know I, don't, I hope people don't quite notice it but hopefully it, it ends it lands as a bit of a, a development you know and then we, we 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 ramped it up bit by bit as the season progressed you know from part one to part two mm. Yeah, and, and we're I'm, talking about very tiny little levels, you know. But but it was it was kind of ma- really mathematical, you know, in a way. Um, and especially in final color, we have a lot more control. Uh, and Jason was so supportive in, in that, you know. <laughs> I was like, the, the and I also kind of wanted. This is crazy. I was like, I also kind of want to bring a much more kind of very heavy sense of danger, you know, as we started getting towards the end and said so I wanted to get that it's not that the show darker in season four you know there, there are there's 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 more maybe more contrast but there's there's it's denser you know and I, I remember asking Jason I'm like can I can I get fired for it being too dark <laughs> he's like no <laughs> but you know he's very supportive I, I I'm sure there was a point that, that you know I, but I would I would never you know go that far obviously but mm-hmm. yeah no it, it's interesting now that I think about it right right at the very 
I mean, in the very last episode, in the final few sort of 20 minutes, I mean, it does yeah. get to that a very, yeah. very like dark. Yeah. I mean, not just yeah. a dark place, but a dark place. Literally. And, that, and that final episode was, was shot by Eric Koretz, uh, a friend of mine who I brought, I brought in to help, you know, alternate into um, the, the back end of it. You know, the first half, it, you know, I, I had done, I think, five of those episodes. And then Attila Slaze had done a, a couple middle episodes. And then Eric came in uh, to finish out. A, a, he did, he actually did more of the back end, but there's the, you know, we were constantly talking from the minute, you know, we had talked about bringing him on and hiring him, uh, what that kind of development is. And we're constantly in communication, what I was doing, what I was, the groundwork that I was laying, that was going into the mid season. And then, you know, after mid season, what are the differences? You know, what, what are the tiny little subtle changes that we all had in mind? So it was all, all communication and, and a lot of collaboration. And of course, all under the, um, the, the protection of Mr. Mr. Bateman as well. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, just with our final few minutes, I mean, what do you like, what, what is a scene that I mean, is going to sort of stay with you for, for the years to come? And I mean, what's, what's a takeaway for you? For me, it was, and it's like, it's kind of a, it's kind of an obvious one, because it's, it's cinematographically, it's, it's kind of, it's, co it's so cool looking, but it's, it's just, the, you know, one of my one of my favorite episodes is, is episode thirteen, which is mud, and it's you know the 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 final the scene where where Rachel shoots Nelson and 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 Ruth's coming up, and that that scene because we used so much so much rain in that whole you know episode, massive rain towers and working uncomfortably, uncomfortably in it like it was we could have done it in a more you know easy an easier you know accessible way, but you know we we really kind of put ourselves in that situation and, and, and kind of felt, felt, you know, the, the heaviness of that. So that was, that was a really fun scene, for, you know, the whole seek back end of that, that episode was really fun for me. And it just, that one shot for me that signifies, you know, you know, my, my little bit of contribution to the show, maybe if it encapsulates in one shot is the, is the, is the final shot where Rachel's sitting in front of the, the suburban's headlights and it's raining and Ruth comes up and over and we, we, we kind of, boom up uh, and past the, the 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 storm of, of raindrops and, and light and then see them and and you know kind of setting up the finale you know really well so. yeah no absolutely and from the takeaway aspect I mean what do you what do you ultimately take away from the show <laughs> uh, patience marathon my, my whole career has been a, a long string of, of furious sprints and this this taught me and it's like, it's, it's amazing when you, you know, you get older and you get more, you know, accomplished in your career that you can constantly be learning and even more fundamental things about yourself, which is, you know, a, a project this long, which is, you know, sh shoots longer than a lot of features, you know, it's 14 months in it, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and keeping in mind something, you know, and, and it, it helped that it helped that it was the final, it, it was coming to an end. So that I had a target, I had a goal that I was going through. I don't know if I could do a regular sh series where it's 14 months long and, and then you're just gonna do the same thing next season. Like I, you know, it, it, but it gave me, it gave me appreciation of, you know, the long view of things, you know, creatively, you know, and, and, and having my visual arc stretch out longer and, and with more reach, you know, and it kind of, it kind of goes into my life. I'm learning to, to slow down and, <laughs> and plan out things, enjoy things in the moment. <laughs> yeah, you know? 
No, absolutely. It's, it's uh, the best when, when, when what you do and your life, you know, intersect completely and you can't even tell the difference between, you know, art and art and real life, you know, and for me, it was a little tiny piece of that on this project. Thank you all for listening. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael and the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.